You know what time it is. Y'all know what day it is. Right? Hey. No, it's Wednesday. It's Monday, Wednesday. Monday recorded Wednesday when y'all hear it. Hey. I already know what it is. You already know what time it is. Very, very special episode. We told you. We told you guys to be ready. We told y'all to be ready. We told you guys to be ready. Here's us setting it off. Right. Yeah, I forgot who it is. We're going to let you know in a few minutes. Get ready. Get ready. Because you already know who it is. You already know what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, setters and forgetters. I'm your host with the most is Robbie Rob the Robster, a.k.a. Lil Debbie because I got that cake, a.k.a. Zebra because I got them stripes, a.k.a. Mm. Oh, mm. oh, my God. Mm. For the special guest. <laughs> and I'm here, setters and forgetters, with Nano. Jen, Hi. David, and a very, very, very special guest, Gina Rio. Yeah, I wish this should have more claps. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank, thank you for tuning us. Wednesdays and Fridays, set us and forget it. Anchor.fn forward slash S-I-A-F-I, sci-fi. Check us out. We also on Instagram. Set it and forget it. All one word. Because we the podcast that said that shit and probably forgot it. <laughs> know what I mean? Or did we? Or did we? <laughs> we got receipts. <laughs> <laughs> shit, forget it. We did. But yes, yeah, set it and forget it. As I just mentioned, a very, very special guest. Making our way down to the stew. Gina Brion. Thank you for coming with us. <laughs> Thank you for Thank having you for me. Of course, of course. So for our set us and forget us out there. Y'all don't know. Y'all about to find out. You feel me? Oh, we still got the music playing. My bad. Yeah. Y'all already still know. Partying. <laughs> Check it out. Let's see if I got this right. Because I wrote it down. And I was like, let me see if I can say it off the dome. Nah. You feel me? Nah, we got off it. Off the, the dome. We have, off the dome. Off the dome. We well, have that's when your dome was. America's Got Talent <laughs> finalists yes. of yes. 2021. Yes. Right? Boom. We have new mm, HBO comedy special. The, not the floor is lava. Damn. That's one. That's the one on. Amazon. That's the one on Amazon. Damn. HBO specials, Amazon specials, YouTube clips. You can catch it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's still going. Yo, check it out. Even this Saturday, the comedies for mental awareness at yes, Central Park. I will be out in Central Park. Go check wow. it out. You did your homework. Yo, yes. I'm on it. I'm on it. The host is with the most. Is even because I got them stripes. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Toured with uh, Gabriel Iglesias, right? Yes, I did. She toured with Mr. Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias. Man. And uh, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but you were on uh, Kevin King Wait and the Connors. Yes, I was. Yeah. Oh, we did our homework. Yeah. Did your homework. <laughs> so for you set as a forget is, you know, this is not your regular, you know, we, we got somebody here. Word, we, got, we got celebrity guys. We got celebrity guys. We got special guests in no, you feel me? But this is the special, special guest, you That's feel right. me? Special, special. Wow. I feel special, 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 special. special. Thank it's you. not that, you know, oh, there's a sale when it goes from 199 to 198 No, <laughs> no, this is this the is premium. This is the only sale where the prices go up, son. Word. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the gas. Dude. This is our, our premium gas. Today's <laughs> price was not yesterday's price. Yo, facts. But yeah, so does forget is Check it out. How was your weekend, Gina? How you it feeling? Was, uh, it was good. It was filled with work. I had a couple shows this weekend, which was good. Um, I'm glad to be back performing in New York City because I've been out of town a lot. So nice. it's nice to be it's nice to be home for New York City audiences, which end up being out of towners anyway. <laughs> can't, can't win them all. Can't escape. Right? Do you feel like you get a hero's welcome every time you're performing out here in New York compared to like other states? Um, I think I feel it more for myself. Like I just feel like this sense of like. I'm home. Like there's a sense of pride in mm. in being from New York and being a native New Yorker and, and returning home here and, and being like, I can't wait to get out to the clubs out here. I hear that. Yeah. You take you take the train to work? Hey. <laughs> it depends. Like I'm I'm bougie with it. Uh if it's too but, late, a uh, you know, your girl's taking an Uber. Like, I'm not, mm, <laughs> like, I Ubered here today, and sometimes I'm like, Uber, you need to give me some free sponsorship Yo, or something. something. Like, something. Like, come hey, on now. You hear that, Uber? Mm-hmm. You need Yo, to pay me because I take too many Ubers. For real. Between price. Gina and Nano, I don't know. We're going to have to check the receipts. Yeah, we got to check. The, <laughs> I'm We're going to have to get the sponsorship real quick. Hell yeah. <laughs> Especially with these Uber prices today. <laughs> they be wilding with the like prices. prices. I'm, I, I'm only going 15 minutes Surge. away from somewhere, and they want $60 or something like that. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, for what? 
for two and like steps. If, if I wasn't lazy, I'd be only paying two seventy five for this, yeah. sir. Yeah. So really? please. But then you so risk true. your life. You got to exactly. Pick one, you know? It's like, do I want to? Do I value my life, or do <laughs> I? Am I playing Indiana Jones no, today? You make, you, or you, you, you think about your worth. I'm like, am I worth sixty dollars? Am I worth yeah. two seventy five right now? Today I was I'm, worth sixty dollars. So I'm usually oh, worth two seventy five. Yeah, I know your worth. Yeah, I was gonna say because that lunch money is. You gotta know <laughs> that's that's how I try to budget it out too. I'm like, I could take a Uber or I could eat good. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't have both. God forbid I'm lit though. Get one, could, yeah, right. See, it's either take they need the to Uber, bring back Uber pool. Right, take the Uber or know, get the board head. Hell no, I'm so no happy they got rid of Uber pool. Word. I don't want to be in a car with no one. No, but I, sometimes I don't even want the driver in there. Like, my man, <laughs> let me take your car and you go pick it up from where I'm at. Not even. Don't you hate when the dishes are trying to start a conversation with you? You're clearly looking like I'm. I'm oh, not I enter every Uber with headphones on. Look, let I'm, me just tell I'm, you something. I'm a talker. Are, Are you? Not. Oh, you be starting shit? Oh, my God. Hey, how you doing? How's How your day, day Mr. Driver? <laughs> yeah. I, am I your first ride? <laughs> <laughs> no, or your last. Are you so, like, when did you start your shift? Um, <laughs> where are you from? That's an interesting name. <laughs> Everybody want to be like, oh, you New, York, you New Yorkers are so mean and so, ah, whatever. But we over here striking conversations with the random oobs because, you know, he, he's, he has our life real quick. <laughs> yeah, like, real quick, sir, can you put on your seatbelt? <laughs> real quick. You're driving me, sir. I would like you to be safe as well. I'm not a morning person. When I, if Sometimes I go to work, I'll take the Uber, but. When I get an Uber, who a guy who's like real talkative, it pisses me off because I'm like, I don't want to speak. Bro, one time I, I had just, to take a two-hour Uber. Jeez Louise. Because I landed in an airport. And I forget what where I was performing at, but they didn't want to send somebody to pick me up. And I was like, then you wow. won't reimburse me for this two-hour Uber I got to take or this two-hour cab ride. So I get in this Uber, and I didn't realize that they don't tell Uber drivers where they're going until you um. get in the car. <sighs> So when I got in the car, exactly, homeboy was like, wait, where are you going, bro? And I was like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I was going to like another part of Pennsylvania or something like that. And I was like, you got to drive me or I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Drive you, I take your car. You accepted the ride and I'm in your car now. And he talked to me the whole two hours, bro. He was like, I'm going to, if I'm going to do a two hour ride, you you could you're going to get this smoke. Listen was to it, yeah. Did you tell him that you was a comedian and like he was trying to his material? Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I think I may have. Normally I lie to Uber drivers, but mm. let me tell you about this one story where I lied and I should not have lied. I was in Florida. If this man ever listens to this podcast, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sir. I got in this man's Uber and I don't ever tell people I'm a comedian because then comes the like, say something funny. Say something funny. Or, or knock, 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 knock. Or, yeah, or they wow. like, oh, you got to tell this story in your act. Or how would I know you? And then they start Googling you and not driving. So I was like, I don't want to tell you no question. I don't want to answer your question. So this guy was like, what are you here for? And I said, oh, just a work conference. And he was like, what do you do? And my sister, oh my, my older sister has a PhD, like PhD. She worked in uh, HR. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I work at HR. I was like, nobody gives a fuck about HR, right? So then he goes, oh, that's great. Because I feel like I was wrongfully fired from <laughs> Apple. I said, oh, <laughs> Why? So wow. now I gotta help this man and continue to lie. And you're like, oh my god, that's horrible. They shouldn't have done that. He's stating his case to me, and I'm regurgitating what I know my sister would say <laughs> to him. I'm just like, yeah, that does we, sound we like he's you starting to throw wrong. like law and order terms. Like, yeah, yeah that that Erroneous. checks out. <laughs> that checks out. That, actually, that, uh, that checks out, buddy. Enhance. I think you should really, uh, should really uh, give me some information on the company, and we will reach out. <laughs> And I was like, why did I lie to this, this. man? I should have said stripper and left it at that. <laughs> oh, that would have been even worse. It I been know, he'd be like, where are you stripping? Where are you stripping? I want to see you. I want to see you naked. Wait, what? Huh? Sir, let me <laughs> out of your car. <laughs> that definitely would have been worse. I know, but at least it would have. Sometimes some it stops the conversation, Florida. depending on how conservative the driver is. If I'm like, it's Florida. So if I would have said I was a stripper and he was an older guy, he probably would have been like, probably would have low-key been fantasizing about <laughs> it. Like, but like, like really? King of Diamonds? He'd <laughs> be like, really? so... Tootsies? <laughs> yeah. I haven't there? seen you at Tootsies. <laughs> Never seen you there. I'm new. How good are the hot wings at your joint that you work <laughs> Yeah, right? Yo, why do they always say that, that in strip clubs they have like the best wings? I'm not going to lie. When, my, one of my friends knows dipped in the owner poop. of a strip club and I went... And went there one night to hang out with him and his and another friend, mm. and the food was bomb. Like I'm not even gonna lie, <laughs> no, they, so the true, food though. was they got, bomb. They be having the five star chefs. This is what they tested out. Like, oh, yeah. you know what? We're gonna double deep fry yeah, these wings. You have, you have, you have this girl come in to try to get a lap dance from you, and you're like, 
eating like just you got like sticky wing fingers. Oh, I was about to say, imagine you touching her with barbecues. Ouch! <laughs> Putting my Perfect fingers in her mouth. Perfect story is this: Gary's Penis. best friend lives in Miami. <laughs> uh huh. His name is Peter, right? And he is well known in Tootsie's, and not well known for throwing uh, money. Okay. He's just well known because he has money, right? All right. But he doesn't throw money at the girls. What he does is he goes through the the back door where the strippers come in. He goes to like the VIP entrance, goes up to the top. He has like his own bottles in like the, the refrigerator for him. They bring him out. Oh, They're so like, he's a cheater. Yeah, he eats dinner there. He like, pays rent. Steaks and shit. Oh, that, that dude's and in the when, mob. And when Gary goes, oh, I'm like, what are you guys doing? tonight? he said, we're going to a strip. I'm like, what the hell are you going to a strip club? He's like, don't even think about what you're thinking, Jen. And I'm like, why are you going to a strip club? Trust me, watch. Well, and why do you go to a strip club? He, he FaceTime so me funny, and he's yeah. like, the girls come and literally have conversations while they're eating dinner. You believe that? I truly believe it. <laughs> Gary, good uh, one, I buddy. I truly believe it. <laughs> so funny. I wouldn't I even care if my, like, I, I've told my husband. Like, okay. to strip club. Why can you, there's not much you could really For do. For me, personally, does not spend money on them. I don't care dinner. if my man goes to a strip club. Like, mm. I could care less. Yeah. I've been to strip clubs with my boyfriends before. I'm like, if you want to spend that money, that's on you, player. Exactly. I don't. I don't want to spend that money. <laughs> a lap dance is twenty dollars, and these girls are fine. Yep. Like you're gonna. That's gonna turn into forty, fifty. Like that's. You're gonna keep going, 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 going. Like you're gonna go up and up and up and up, and then mm-hmm. you got a two hundred dollar <laughs> bill because you've been letting this fine girl dance yeah. for twenty dollars yeah. a song, that's and the DJ keeps switching up the song. Yeah, that's why normally <laughs> I set my alarm clock on my phone. No, I'm so when you, it right, rains, exactly. that cuts me off. He said the girls will come up, say hello, whatever. Do you guys want? Nah, we're good. We're gonna we're here for dinner. Even the manager will be like, they're not here for that. Down on the floor, yep. you'll be, eat, you'll be asked out if the DJ throws on a, a, a merengue. Just eating dinner, and the a girls are just eating dinner. The ten, the ten minute I feel like the strippers feel more comfortable when there's a woman present. Like, you would think so, right? With a group of guys, like, like wow, when, you're you're like me. Yeah, hey, you're a girl. I'm a girl. I just think it like lessens the creep vibe of a lot of like. Because imagine, like... Get a load of this guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some creepy dudes. We were at Shotgun Willie's in Colorado, and, like, I felt so bad for this one girl because there was a guy that was just so creepy-looking. Just, just, like... Was he wearing sweatpants? Yeah. Oh man. Oh, what what a sweatpants bum. to the to the to strip the, club. Yo, that means he's man. dangerous. You stay away from him. <laughs> yeah, you stay away from the sweatpants guy man. at the strip club. I charge him double. Sixty dollars a lap. <laughs> he showed up like this was his gym, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> came from the gym. He probably lived slacks, down the block. My guy. <laughs> he probably lived down the block and was like, "Fuck that! I ain't getting dressed tonight." Or maybe he works <laughs> from home. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go on my lunch break." My <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing drunk people get thrown out of strip clubs. Oh, that's fun. Does it, is it like uh, the Fresh Prince? Yeah, <laughs> because the bouncers don't play at these places. Nah, they don't. They will grip big, you up like you're a suitcase. Dudes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they don't play. <laughs> They protect those. They have to protect the girls, and that's Hell what they yeah. do. That's what they do. I heard showgirls in, uh, in Astoria that they're like they're. That's the one with the bomb food that I went oh, to. Oh, okay. So right under the bridge. Yeah, get show the fuck girls. out of here. Y'all live yo. right down the block. Yo, so apparently hey. they're, they're fully <laughs> nude, right? They're I know. Fully I'll go, nude. I know, yo, Ashley. I got. We're going out to dinner. But I ain't gonna tell <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's fully Keep nude. Keep it blindfolded the whole time. I think they nah, serve alcohol. They do not serve alcohol there because it's fully nude. What is it called? Showgirls. Showgirls. Show, no, not showgirls. So, sorry, show palace. Show palace. Yes. Oh. It's palace. really pretty inside too. Like really? on the outside, you see the sign. It looks like a regular yeah, strip club, but then you walk like inside. It's actually really nice. It looks inside. like a Greta Photo strip club. Oh, yeah. it it's, it's a restaurant. No, it's a strip no, club. Oh, it's a strip fuck, where the fuck were you? <laughs> you guys are talking about Welcome, to the, Welcome show. to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Uh, he does that every now and then throughout Wait, the what? podcast. <laughs> He'll join us. <laughs> no, Zone so out me too. <laughs> in all seriousness, I had a couple questions for you, being that you do stand up, and I was just really curious, being that this podcast is meant to be obviously like comedy genre. We're supposed to be funny. This is just <laughs> very close awesome. friends. We that just think we're funny. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But um, in all seriousness, like we are genuinely funny. People tell us we're funny all the time. This is us. Bringing it to your homes, yeah. bringing it to your cars, boats, your cars, strip everywhere. Clubs. So strip your strip club with <laughs> the good chicken wings. <laughs> I tell you, Ted, I'm Where hot show, wings show up. Palace is like, oh my god, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> she gave us a shout out. Give her a lifetime pass. <laughs> Give her a lifetime pass. <laughs> Unlimited oh, wings. So I think, I think uh, we should start like from the beginning, right? So like, oh, there's a beginning. When, when yeah, there's a beginning, and basically the question is, the <laughs> <laughs> so beginning is the middle and the end, Rob. All right. Okay. Uh, the beginning is so when when did you realize that this could be something like you know your comedy um 
Well, I mean, when I was 14 years old is when I said to myself, like, I was like, I was watching Brett Butler's stand-up special mm-hmm. on Showtime. I was like channel surfing and I was technically I was watching a horror movie and then I <laughs> thought I heard footsteps so I was gonna get in trouble Been so there. I switched the channel real quick and I switched to Showtime and I see this lady telling jokes like I didn't even really know what stand-up comedy was like it wasn't like I was well versed in in that at all but I see this woman and she's making jokes and she's so funny and it just hit me I was like I'm gonna do that for the rest of my life I was like I don't know how i had no idea how i didn't think of a how i didn't think of a when i was like that's what i'm going to do for the rest of my life i knew it instantly there was just this i had such a love for everything she was doing i was so blown away by it by this woman who was controlling a room full of people Mm -hmm. with just her wit she wasn't dressed sexy she wasn't dancing because when you watch like I grew up watching Latino TV and American TV. And when you watch Latino television, when you see a captivating woman, it's usually because she's scantily clad or she's dressed like a literal clown. (laughs) So true. It's true. When I told my grandmother, I wanted to, what was it? Not my grandmother, my ex-boyfriend's grandmother. Like when I had told her what I do, she said, oh, eres un payasa. She was like, you're a clown. And I was like, kind of. (laughs) kind of sort of of. but like at 14 is when i fell in love with it and then by like 17 i was i was so so much a student of comedy that i was like writing out stand-up like i was writing it out and i was like kind of performing it low-key for my friends Mm -hmm. in my high school so i would do like these shows where it was just like me and a hairbrush doing comedy like comedy that they could relate to like do you see what mr fine did in seventh period like i'm like <laughs> talking about no, no, like, no. know your audience <laughs> exactly yeah. yo rule know number one on comedy don't go audience. to florida talking new york slang actually it might work now Who knows? it might <laughs> <laughs> if you say dead ass in florida i don't know what yeah, you're talking about i know what you're talking about um, don't say you whip. just can't say gay <laughs> You can't just can't, can't say gay. Can't say gay. Yeah. All right, let's Can I say on. dumb? Because <laughs> that's on. what that whole thing is. Sus. Dumb. I'm going to say gay. Wait, I'm going to land in Florida Word. and go, gay! Right, I'm just going right. to yell it at the airport. <laughs> I'm going to stretch how, while I'm getting off the plane and go, gay! gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how when the Hispanics land? Like, gay, yeah, gay, I'm going to be gay! gay. Everybody <laughs> say gay! All the other Hispanics are like, what? What's happening? <laughs> and they be like, gay, gay, gay. They don't even know gay, what you're talking gay. about. You know, that shit kills me, man. That, that they still, you know, that's still a thing. Because yeah. I, I go to Puerto Rico every year. Every year. I'm on JetBlue with the family, and you see all the heat about it with the hats, and you could tell that those people coming they're from there. Yeah. And, you know, every time we land, they're like, ah, I'm just looking around. Singing, like, que bonita bandera, que bonita bandera, que bonita bandera. Chill, I'm going to tell my son that that's the Puerto Rican national anthem. That's it. That's, that's crazy. It. I'm going to tell my son it was Gasolina from hey. the <laughs> Wait, the ben, the, that song is not the national anthem? No. no. Wow. Hey, come on, man. No, he didn't say that. He didn't mean that. (laughs) Guys, he was joking. It's comedy. With the the man hat and everything. Jesus. I made a funny. You made such a funny. He knew. He knew. He was just playing. So at 17 was when you started with um, Like doing little shows. No, it wasn't until, well, I wasn't really performing in comedy clubs until about 18. I'm about to say, you had to be a legal age. Yeah, I had to at least be, li- <laughs> like, they was, sometimes I could low-key sneak into them mm. when I, like, just before I turned 18. But, like, really, before I turned 18, I couldn't go and chill at comedy clubs. So I, I would just watch comedy obsessively I and I write always, stand-up. I would always hear about that with other comics, that when they started doing stand-up, they were so young, 15, 14. They would have to be snuck into they the had clubs. The, they had to have their parents come there yeah. to be with them so they could do comedy. And as soon as they were done, they had to leave. Yeah. I remember that was for like, it was for Dave Chappelle, if I'm not mistaken. That's I want to say Dave out. Chappelle and Bill Hicks mm-hmm. and a lot of people that started at a really young age. Like, I wish I would have started at 14, but I just became a student of comedy at 14. Mm-hmm. So from mm-hmm. 14 to 17, it was like, I would watch so much comedy because right after Brett Butler was the first time I saw George Lopez. And that mm. made a huge impact on me. Seeing yeah, just Hispanics exactly. on TV. And I was watching him on something. I remember it was like, Que Loco or Risas y Mas Risas we would watch. My mom mm. my mom and dad were always very supportive of my love of comedy. Like, oh they nice. loved that yeah. I found. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to your parents. Yeah. Shout out to, to all your parents. And so, like, they would let me watch, like, shows like that. And so I remember watching George on um, one of those shows. I can't even remember what show it is, but I remember him. And I remember watching him and thinking, oh, my God, this guy's going to be so famous. I'm like, this guy is different. Like, 
he's just so naturally funny. And he was just, he, I remember he did this thing with the curtain where he pulled it over himself and said he looked like Walter Mercado. <laughs> and I was crying with laughter. <laughs> R.I.P. to Walter Mercado. But like when he did that, I was just on the floor laughing. <laughs> and so I just, I, it, was su- it was such a huge, uh, huge impact on me. And so like seeing stuff like that, like I was a fan of George Burns at like 15. And then George Carlin. And then, like, Carlin became my favorite comedian of all time. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved Carlin because he didn't always have to be funny, but he always had to say something. Were you ever watching, like, Saturday Night Live and stuff like that? Like, uh, yeah, sketch I would comedy watch, and stuff? Yeah, I would watch Improv some sketch comedy. That. But I, it wasn't my passion. I envy people who are good at it because to be good at sketch comedy, mm-hmm. it's such a skill Mm-hmm. To just be good at that kind of improv where somebody can just throw a word right. and you can yeah. create a yep. whole scene. It, it blows my mind. So I don't downplay how talented they are. It's not my passion, so I didn't jump into it. Yeah. And I don't like write skits for like online because mm-hmm. it feels it feels like it's not genuine because yeah. it's not my passion. My passion is stand-up comedy and it always has been. But I respect the hell out of people that do sketch. Is it because you think it's like more like confrontational when you're doing stand-up like it's you not you versus the audience but it's like you and the whole audience that's just it's It's so pure to Mm -hmm. me because all the comics that i love are the comics that like are 100 percent themselves like on that stage and that doesn't mean that that's you don't you don't get to see when someone's on stage you're not seeing the entirety of who they are as a person Mm -hmm. but you are seeing who they are that's a part of who they are Mm -hmm. that's a piece of the puzzle that you're seeing and it's a very big piece because it's what they are the most passionate about it's what i I always tell people when i meet new comics the first thing i tell them is like you better love this because if you don't love this the audience gonna know the audience is gonna know and you're gonna quit i'm sorry yeah. Because it's going to get hard before you get paid for it. It's going to get hard before you get any accolades mm-hmm. or any validation. So if you're doing this for any kind of validation from other people, you're not going to make it. That's because they're going to let you down. You have to literally love this so much that you're willing to give your blood, sweat, and tears to this industry. I feel, they can feel the energy. Or yeah, to the art I forms. I also feel like you guys, um, you know, comedians are also like very vulnerable. Like Your guard is down. You basically are letting... That's the scary into part. your world. Mm-hmm. That's the scary yeah. part because when when audiences don't like you, mm-hmm. you're not reading from a script. They don't like you. They don't right. like your point of view. They yeah. don't like what you're talking about, your mm-hmm. cadence, sometimes mm-hmm. even your face. Mm-hmm. They just don't like you. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens. There yeah, are comics absolutely. that literally, because they look like assholes, people automatically don't like them. Or there are women, female comics I've seen that because they are stunning, mm-hmm. the audience cannot possibly believe that this person could be funny. Yeah. Like myself. Okay, imagine <laughs> I was like, Absolutely. I am talking about me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why didn't anybody jump on that? <laughs> okay, no. no, but I've, I've seen it. I've, just, I've seen it so many times with, with audiences where they just don't like you, which is what the rawness and the scary part of comedy is because mm-hmm. it really is mm-hmm. you telling your story up there. You ever felt like you had to duck out of a place because of that? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. Like, there's times <laughs> when I won't even, even when I'm headlining, if I don't like the audience, mm-hmm. I'm not going to come meet y'all. Like, I don't. Oh, look. It's you like, if I feel him. like. It I, wasn't a family emergency. She didn't like y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, I'll just tell the club. I'll be like, I'm not going to. Like, I love doing meet and greets. Like, understand, I love meeting the people that come to the shows. I'm not even a social person, mm-hmm. but meet and greets are some of my favorite things to do with people because I appreciate them so much. Mm-hmm. And when we've all had a good time, it's it's more like a hangout. I don't even feel like it's a meet and greet. I feel like we're just hanging out. We all had a great time together, and it's wonderful. That's how but, I feel about podcasting. Yeah. Like just coming out, taking out. Hang out. Hanging out, yeah. talking about a good time Mm -hmm. and so when i don't feel like i've had a good time with an audience and that doesn't mean my set went bad Mm -hmm. if i don't feel like the vibe was there and i had to fight to get them to listen or fight to get them to to uh, keep listening or stay focused Mm -hmm. or not interrupt me or constantly had to shut them up then it's like i don't i don't want to meet y'all the vibe already wasn't there so it's not going to be there after the show now have you ever like being like you're talking about, like if the vibe is not there, and, and but if all somebody that. does request me, I will go out. Like yeah. on those nights, if somebody's like, "Is she coming out?" and Hell they yeah. ask the staff, I will come out to meet that person. Have you ever like, say like your set's supposed to be for like let's say 45 minutes, if if that long? Have Damn, you ever just called set. it, just called it like earlier than that, and like, all right, it's nice to see everybody. Thank you for coming out. And it's oh walked yeah. Off? Yeah. 
Oh my um, only because I felt like the audience was tapped out. Yeah. Like if mm. I feel like the audience tapped okay. out, not like I would do it in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but like if it's minute 38 and I feel like they're tapped out, I'm not going to kill myself for this audience that's already given up on the show and isn't giving me anything. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if y'all are done, then I'm done because mm. that's, that's almost the issue with being the headliner and going last is that my sets are often 45 minutes long when I yeah. headline. Really? And they're an hour at colleges. Yeah. That's so fire. to hold somebody's attention for that span of time. Yeah. It can it can be difficult. They've already been there for a while. If you to have the, the first comic doing mm-hmm. X amount of time mm-hmm. and the next comic doing X amount of time. And it was like I've worked at places before where I've had to tell the people running the show, like, no, this isn't going to work for me. Yeah. I can't have the feature doing 30 minutes if I'm doing 45. Cut them shorter. Yeah. And it's not a comment on the feature. This is about the attention span of most people. Mm-hmm. We're asking people to stay focused for an hour plus show. And that's with drinking and eating and being with somebody else or hanging out with friends. It's it's a human thing to want to eventually get up and do something else. Mm-hmm. Especially Spanish people. Especially Spanish people, because it's like... After a couple of drinks, it's like... <laughs> yep, it's like, when's the music starting? Where's the after party? Where's the this? Mm. Like, Enough, por favor. <laughs> yeah, so you got to keep them entertained. And if I feel yeah. like they're tapped out, then I'll be like, yo, I'm just going to wrap it up. And then when if the club is like, what happened? You didn't do 45? I'm like, I did it? <laughs> you know, I, I was... I uh, didn't I, I didn't my, know. I forgot my timer. Uh, well, it felt time. like you know, an eternity. I definitely, definitely have uh, much respect because I've always heard for a long time that, that comedy, stand-up is one of the toughest things to try to get into. Yeah. And uh, so for you to have done it and be where you are, that's much... Respect and love for you. You to be Thank a you. female yeah. Latina doing this. How does that feel? There's a, I take a Is lot it more of pride. male dominant, right? 100%. Yeah. I take a lot of pride in making my people proud and making my hood proud. Like, right. You know. Where the hood, where the hood. stand up. Like, it means a lot to me when people say stuff like, thank you for representing Latinas. Thank you for representing Seriously. the Bronx. Like, it means so much to me because, like, the goal is always to create space for the people that are going to come up when I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm creating that space. I'm getting a foot in the door so that y'all behind me kick that motherfucker open. That's right. Kick it open. Absolutely. Because there's a reason why I don't, I'll brush off my shoulder with every struggle I've had. I don't get a chip on my shoulder because mm-hmm. regardless of what I was told by this one, that one, I knew my drive. I knew my focus. So my goal was to get a foot in the door mm. so that I can make it so that people that are coming up after me don't have to go through the stuff. You did it, girl. Thank you. You know, and for the setters and forgetters, by the way, I don't know if we covered it already, but just in case, Junior Brillon, Gina Brillon is from Bronx, that Bronx. New York. BX. That Bronx with and the G.A. Paul Rican, all right? Back. Paul Rican <laughs> from the Bronx, New York. Orinqua. And the thing is that... <laughs> On this podcast, you know, we we, Where we uh, Nano lives in the Bronx. Nano's originally from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, but now he lives in the Bronx. Same. Rob also, but he was in the Bronx for a long time. We like to like, you know, being that we're from Brooklyn, like to fuck with, you know, the Bronx a lot on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but for the citizen forgetters who are from the Bronx and is always like, why y'all always talking shit about the Bronx? Look, we why got not? Bring hey, the jokes that's on you guys. That's like, real life. Yeah. Like. The Brooklyn Bronx thing with me and my friends, I find it hilarious because mm. in real life, let me just, let's just understand the beef. It's all <laughs> for play play because mm-hmm. in real life, we will ride for each other. The Bronx of will course. ride for Brooklyn and Brooklyn right. will ride for the Bronx. Because it's it's a New York thing. Now Word. it's not even a borough thing. It's a New York thing. We Word. we like to poke fun at each other, but I got nothing but respect for my people from Brooklyn. And I'm not talking New Brooklyn. I'm not talking about artisan coffee shop and <laughs> I'm talking about Brooklyn, bro. The Brooklyn that you was scared to Best go to at night. I need my I need my bodegs back. I have too many coffee shops in the exactly. area. Exactly. Where's my bodega cat Where's at this bodega new fresh market? Why my zebra cakes fifty <laughs> fifty cent? Why, Why is the oh cat God. sleeping on the bread? He's the manager. Leave <laughs> him alone. He owns the place. Yeah, He's the owner. Manager, the, right. owner. the new Brooklyn. For somebody who's been in Brooklyn all my life and, yeah. and that's met in middle of Bushwick and now it's like East Williamsburg. DK. You know, <laughs> Look, so I don't have changed. no problem with making neighborhoods, like putting nice stuff in neighborhoods mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like sometimes I do miss the grittiness 
of what Brooklyn was. You know what I mean? Word. Mm -hmm. And they trying to gentrify the Bronx, but it's too far out. Don't nobody want to. Nah, nah, they're still still trying. They're trying. They got a water uh, taxi now. Nah, they're starting to Listen, girl, there's certain parts, man, honestly, even in Brooklyn. Yo, that's a big move. Yo, Wall Street, Wall Street from Clayson Point, like 30 minutes. We lit. That's the neighborhood I used to to live right by Classen Point. Oh, shit. Right by there. So I was right by Harding Park and Classen Point, like right in that area. Not by Little Puerto Rico. You already know. We had the the chickens running around in the neighborhood. (laughs) Yo, let me tell you a funny-ass fucking story, right? So when me and Ashley, my girlfriend, she's not here right now. Yo, what up, babe? Obviously. Uh, (laughs) Imagine she's right here. It just comes out from nowhere. Right out the booth. She don't let me talk to no women. So when she... (laughs) (laughs) No, so she used to come over a lot. She used to sleep over. And then there was times in the summer that these motherfucking chickens would get loose and it'd be six, seven or chickens or the actual no, girls. Roosters, 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 roosters. That's so funny. Actual she, chickens or oh, chicken girls. chickens? Oh, no, she woke me up and she's like, babe. Chicken heads, egg girl. <laughs> that was my every morning as a child. No There was shit. a rooster in my neighborhood and we would hear it every Morning. Yo, how the fuck did they get in the trees? That's some those, those are big shit. fucking trees up there. Because like. they're Bronx roosters. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking with the with their Tim's the right up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some real compo shit. Like, it's funny you say that. About the climbing the trees. How the fuck they climbing the trees? I never knew, right? I went to the last time I went to Dominican Republic. It was getting late at night. It was getting late. And these motherfucking chickens, I seen them. All together, boop, boop, going up on a tree. And then I asked one of the Dominican people. Like they were like, jumping oh. on each other's backs? No, they like, were give me a boost. jumping up on like, the <laughs> like trees. Like on, on some Super Mario Brothers shit. And I'm shit. like, holy shit. I didn't know they did that. And it was because for safety. They don't yeah, sleep for on the, the ground. For the coyotes and the dogs. Yeah, and, and oh, you know. Wow. I can no. imagine it would be hungry ass. in Puerto Rico, the chupacabra and shit. The yeah. more you know. <laughs> it's like so some hungry was ass. That's what the roosters <laughs> was running away from in the Bronx? The chupacabra. The chupacabra. That was Rob <laughs> running around no, at night. It was running away from a papa. A papa. A papa. A papa. Have you ever made one of those jokes, like an a papa joke? Like, this is my, this was the old head that used to drink all the beers on the block joke. Nah, because there's, I think I noticed early on, there's a difference between humor that's on the block mm-hmm. and humor that makes it to the stage mm. because it has to translate. And some mm. of the stories, like, if I were to try to tell it just a random room full of people, you really have to know the Bronx. You really have to know hood humor. You really have to know Latino true, humor. Yeah. Like, you have to realize what translates and what doesn't because there's some personal stories that my husband will be like, yo, you got to tell this on stage. And I'm like, it's not yeah, going to make you sense. Have to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you wait, it, like be, New Yorkers in here you, and it's like three fi- of them when hey, you finish the, the story you gotta be like oh you had to be there yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I mean I guess you had to grow up there's <laughs> yeah, gonna be some white people like I, oh my god I oh my def- god I'm that's terrible. horrible like, I definitely no, you, you had to be there I definitely <laughs> wrote down questions for today and I was definitely like the comment of the premise it was born and raised in the Bronx mm-hmm. I know that you have a lot of hilarious stories because living in the Bronx is a fucking joke that was a joke that was a joke Bronx people that was a joke. I'm yeah. testing my stuff. You had stuff. to be there for you that one. <laughs> I just want you Bronx people to know that he said that with a man bun in his hair. <laughs> oh, I just want you to know that was said with a man bun. <laughs> I was, I was out Bronx. here in the Bronx He's like the this. New Bronx. Bronx. He's looking real Bronx. new Brooklyn right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking new Brooklyn and <laughs> saying that. But no, I, de- I definitely had the question where if like, you know, trying to tell these stories, trying to yeah. explain to A-Papa, you definitely had to be there. Well, it works have to in know. what I've noticed is like, so when I started, I did a lot of what, what, a lot of Latino comics who call like the Latino Chitlin circuit where okay. we did all the hood rooms, but they were Latino rooms mm. like side street and like stuff like that. We were primarily in Latino neighborhoods. So a lot of that humor works in those neighborhoods. Yeah. But the issue is once you go to a different place and you try to use that same humor, people mm. look at you like, I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah, it makes I've never really experienced makes a lot of that. sense. Like, though. That makes really. a lot of sense. That's yes. why yeah, there are people just like in the black community, there are people that stay mm-hmm. on the Chitlin circuit. There will always be people on the Latino Chitlin circuit because that'll be their bread and butter. That'll be the money they make. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, no you. shade, no hate. That's they the money make you make. The moves. But the second they do a show that's in a more mainstream room, Mm -hmm. which has a more mix of people, like maybe they'll get a couple of chuckles on the stuff that's very culturally specific. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the the trick to really teaching culturally specific people, because it is teaching Mm -hmm. when you're working in rooms that have a mix of people, is to take something that is a general subject that everybody goes to, like families or breakups, and then put it through the lens of your culture. Because then you're showing people it's not like you're telling them something that happened in your neighborhood that they should be laughing at. 
-hmm. you're you're teaching people through a situation they would understand. Yo, set us and forget us. You're getting that free game. You feel me? Knowledge. You about no, to but, subscribe uh, to our OnlyFans real quick. So that <laughs> more knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> more knowledge. But uh, one of the the my favorite skits that you do, not skits, that's the, the like your stand-ups, yeah. is when you talk about how they used to call you Chuleta. Oh, yeah, man. So by you telling that, how you get to that story now? Now I see it. I'm look. I like. I'm. I'm running it in my head. I'm like, damn, is is true? Like she didn't just jump right into she saying, you know, it. she broke it down. With I'm Chuleta, yeah. you know, and then people were like, and like, like, so she like, job. if you see the the, the Latino the people always laugh first, and then when I say what it is, and I'm like, it means pork chop, Everyone's, and then oh. everybody connects it, and they go, oh, that's so wrong. That's a piece of food. Yeah, Why? Yeah. But and the way laugh. The, the way like she sets it up is is perfect, and the way you just explained how you do your comedy it makes sense how it was set up so that's why i just had like that light bulb moment like oh shit that she really does <laughs> like, yeah she really does this <laughs> oh she really does this oh Word. my god welcome to the show <laughs> <laughs> there you go but, you know, com comedy you know like i said before it's just not anybody can do it it's pretty like you, you really have to have that. You it, really yo. have to be able to go on stage. You really, really need, have yeah. to have like you need like a certain type of charisma, like a surgeon mm. level of love. Like you know, how, and this is how I watch comedy too. <laughs> like how surgeons will watch other surgeons, and they'll just they're watching them because they do what mm -hmm. they do. They're dissecting everything they're doing, and mm -hmm. they're like, oh, he's doing this procedure. Like he's watching. so when I watch other comedians. I'm watching it like that surgeon. I'm watching it going, oh, I see what he did there. Oh, there's mm. a reason why that didn't work. That was really funny, but he can go more on, or she can go more on that. Like, I've, when I watch, sometimes when I watch newer people, it's so funny because I love watching comedy to this day. I think anybody who's a comic that doesn't still watch comedy, I that's a big old not. chip on your shoulder yeah, you need no to get way. rid of because... Mm -hmm. If I was an artist, I would surround myself with art. If I was a mm -hmm. musician, I would surround myself with music. I'm a comic, so I surround myself with comedy. comedy. And so I will sit and watch people perform. I love watching people perform. New people, experienced people. Mm -hmm. I just And I love seeing people grow. And so when I watch people and I'm dissecting it, it's, it's a part of my love, too. It's no disrespect to the performer. It's me going, I want you to excel and succeed as much as possible. And you may be accepting the bare minimum as your success right now when you could get to that next level. And a lot of a lot of the issue with ego in this business is ego prevents your growth. You don't listen to like if I were to go up to somebody and be like, hey, you know what? You could add this to the story you just told on stage. And I think it would be really funny. Or have you ever examined this aspect of what you just said on stage? And the problem is a lot of people would take that as I'm telling them they're not funny or I think mm. I'm better than them. And mm. I've never had that attitude to people who have come up to me and been like, hey, why don't you try this tag? Or if you threw this in, I think it'd be really funny. I've never had that. I don't care who you are. You could be a year one comic. If you say something to me, I'm going to listen to you because mm -hmm. you're watching me like an audience mm -hmm. member. And if you see something, you're a comic. If you see something, I believe that you will be able to pick something out better than anyone in that audience to tell me how to better the bit or how to better myself. Does it mean that everything works? I never understood uh, why people mm. would get so like defensive or offended or like, it's, like calm down. It's ego. Don't tell me. It's ego. Because even like, I mean, comedy to what I do, you know, pastries and baking, two different worlds. Mm -hmm. But I see it on Instagram where mm -hmm. I'm, I'm. Listen, I watch, I can watch literally twenty five thousand videos of girls dipping berries all the mm -hmm. time. But there's reasons why, you know, some chocolates don't work. You have to temper it. You have to, the temperature has to be right. The flu, uh, the flu, uh, fluidity, flu, right? fluidity, fluidity. Yeah, fluidity has to be right. You have to add additives. You have to do this to make it the perfect chocolate. Otherwise, it might not stick to the berry. It might taste too waxy. It might do. It's a whole different ball game. Yo, and I ask questions. I, I slide into DMs. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of girls and some guys, they'll help. They'll give you like, hey, girl, don't worry. But I say, hey, I'm new to this. I'm yeah. learning. I love your stuff. I love the way you design this. How do you get it to look like this? And how, how long do you have to keep it the, the chocolate from setting before yeah. you dip? And some people will answer, and some people will like, well, it's by experience. You'll have to learn. I'm what like, a piece of shit. Thank you, anyway. That always that. comes down to somebody's oh ego and insecurity. Yeah. Ego and insecurity are like best mm -hmm. friends. That's I don't wicked. think people understand how close ego and insecurity are. Everybody can win. Everybody because can the win. only reason why somebody would respond to you like that mm -hmm. is because they're threatened by you. Mm -hmm. And if they're threatened by you, then they have no faith in their own skill and ability. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I have full faith in myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't get 
threatened by somebody saying to me, hey, if you add this, I think this would, you know, really make the story even funnier. Like, I have no ego about it because I go, oh, cool. I still wrote that story. Mm -hmm. That's still Mm -hmm. my performance. You've added and you've helped me add that. And thank you for that. Yeah. But there's so many people. I've seen comics do it to people that come up to them and they're just like, I don't I don't need your help, man. And I'm like, mm, maybe you do. So, so when starting out and everything, right? You've been doing this for years, right? So yeah. did you feel accepted at first from the stand-up comic community? Is that a thing? Like Hell a community, no. Um, yes and no, because I was lucky enough to have so many brothers in the game. Okay. Because, um, I mean, obviously it's male-dominated. Yes, so when I say brothers so. in the na- game, I really mean brothers in the game. It was mostly men, and I'd be the only woman on the show. Mm-hmm. But... I was blessed with people like Mark Vieira, Angelo Lozada, may he rest in peace, that always made sure that I was safe, that I was taken care of. Mm. And I was also like, I was only a sangana a few times mm-hmm. and got got a few times. Mm-hmm. And so I was always a street smart person. Mm. And so like in situations where I would feel uncomfortable with a male comic, I just literally, I started giving this speech. I was like, we can hang out and we can chill. But if at any point I feel uncomfortable or threatened, I will punch you in the fucking jaw. <laughs> and I literally, and I would say, I'm not playing. This is not a joke. If I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to punch you in your fucking jaw. And guys would be like, damn. And I'd be like, this is the precedent I have to set as a female mm-hmm. in this business. Mm-hmm. I can't let you think the lines are blurred. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I will not be drinking around you. Mm-hmm. I, and I've had comics try to get me drunk with the goal of getting me drunk. And I've pass drinks on to other people and been like, I told you I'm not, I'm not drinking around you. Like, Mm -hmm. but I know that there are women who have been taken advantage of in that way. And I think the bigger issue that when we talk about that issue in comedy is that why do women feel like they have to silence themselves? Why is it weird for me to tell you not to disrespect me if we're spending time and hanging out? Because so many women just sit there and they're like, I, are so afraid right. to say something. Yeah. That's wonderful. You just laying the law down right from the yeah. beginning, mm-hmm. so there's no misunderstandings. No yep. fuck around, get no, laid around. No yeah. misinterpretations. Mm-hmm. And when you say it, do you hear in the background, South South Bronx? South Bronx. <laughs> I hear it in my head. South South, South Bronx. Bronx. South Bronx. <laughs> if it wasn't for but the, the good Bronx. thing is too now, if you meet any new guys, right? <laughs> the people who you told that to, they're yeah. gonna be like, yo. Gina's gonna be coming through today. She don't fuck around. Yeah. Like, don't even try to play no stupid, no funny I remember business. there was a guy that yep. used to kind of like, he would always joke that, you know, he was attracted to me. And it was, I was leaving I mean, a Christmas party. Girl. Oh my God, thank you. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like leaving this party and it was late night. It was one of those comedy parties for like, they do a lot during the holidays. Like, mm-hmm. every club has a holiday party. So I was going to this one like really fancy party and I was leaving. It was like two or three in the morning. And he was, he had driven there and I was going back to Queens from like 14th street. Mm-hmm. And he was, he pulled up in his car and he was like, come on, I'll give you a ride home. And I went, Nope. And he was like, Gina, I'll give you a ride home. Like it's late. Like, I'm not going to let you just get on the subway late. And I was like, no, I will take the subway. Thank you very much. And he was like, I swear to God, I am not going to hit on you if you get in this car. I just want to know that you're going to get home okay. And I was like, no. And he just kept, he was like, I promise you. He said, Gina, I swear, if I swear on my life that I will not say anything inappropriate to you if you get in this car right now and just let me make sure that you get, I have have daughters. I just want to make sure that you get home safe. And I told him the same thing. I said, understand. If you make me feel uncomfortable, I don't give a fuck that you're driving. That does. I will knock you the fuck out. I have never been. It's so funny because I was discussing with this with my husband. I Thankfully, I never had a, a father that made me think I had to fear men, mm-hmm. which means I will square up with anybody. Yep. <laughs> That's the Bronx mentality. Facts. That's the Bronx mentality. It really is, there though. It's go. like I got to be ready to square up with anybody. I remember when I was this, so I did Chelsea Handler's show, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> Chelsea Handler? Yeah, yes. I, did, I did that show on E! that she had. And um, I remember I was leaving the studio, and I was all dolled up, and I was looking fine. <laughs> and so I went back to my hotel, and I'm getting in the elevator, and these five guys follow me in the elevator. Oh, five of them, all together, oh, clearly man. all together. And right away, you know, hood instincts, I was like, oh, these motherfuckers are following me. Ah, oh, shit. So, you know, I've already pressed my floor. So now all of a sudden they're all going to my floor. 
So they were all Italian. They're talking to me in Italian. And I was like, sorry, I don't speak Italian. I actually do. And so <laughs> I was like, I don't speak Italian. And then they started speaking to me in Spanish. And I was like, fuck. Damn. Because <laughs> if I did, hey, I tell them I don't speak no Spanish. Bro. Like, come on now. <laughs> I can't no, diss my, my language like that. <laughs> so they start asking me, like, oh, where? Uh, how long have you been staying here? Who are you with? Are you by yourself? Like, no, this, this is five guys. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I literally had to assess the situation. And I was like, realistically speaking, you're outnumbered right now. You cannot take on five people. Mm-hmm. You're not Steven Seagal, and this ain't an action movie. You got one. You got to get a good out if anything goes down right now. You might get a couple of hits in, but your goal is to get away. Mm-hmm. And so I, I told him, I said, yeah, you know, my, my boyfriend, he's in the... You know, he's a cop. He's he's in the room. He's resting. <laughs> and well, I'm going to go get him. We're going to go to he's dinner. Armed. Yeah, he's cop, armed. He's, ar- he's always armed. He's so crazy because he's like 6'5". And I'm like, you're too big for this bed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, I'm just saying, I'm like, he went to prison, so he ain't scared of nothing. <laughs> so I'm like trying to make up all these stories because I am by my damn self. So I go to my room. They literally walked me all the way to my room. Oh, hell. So I go to my room. I call downstairs. And I'm like, look, I'm going to pack my stuff. And I'm going to go to the airport because I was only in town just to do the show and go back anyway. I only got the hotel so I could change Mm -hmm. and leave my luggage somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I just, you know, I'm just a little freaked out. There were these dudes that followed me to my room. I'm just letting you know that I'm coming down to check out. So if I don't come down, I'm going to need y'all to send somebody to this room. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed my bags and whatever. And I'm looking out the peephole and, and I dip. And I, you know, I got to the to the airport fine, thankfully. Thank, yeah. yeah. But that's one of those moments where you're like, oh, like when guys are like, well, why you gotta be like that? That's why I gotta uh, be like that. You gotta turn into. You should have said, yo, Bobby Lupo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Steven Seagal, Bobby Lupo. <laughs> yeah, you got the yeah that, that shit would have went over their head like that. Like, wait a second, what do you know about Bobby Lupo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so how? Um, What's it, uh, Gabriel Iglesias? Is he a good dude? Like, how was it working Gabe with him? Gabe is one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. Wow. He really, like, I, there's just, it's hard to believe how humble that man is. He looks like a really nice guy. He really is. I like, watch his show on Netflix. He got yeah. the show on Netflix. He's unbelievably humble. He's incredibly kind. He's unbelievably generous. And, like, when I've worked with him, I, I always feel like I've learned something. Like, he's always taught me something every time we work together. And a lot of it, too, is just his, like, just the way he is. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, he one, one, he's one of the smartest people. Like, he's created a little empire. And it's, I mean, you talk about people that, you know, really leveled up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This man. I remember when he first came out with his first stand-up on Comedy Central. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the name of it, but it was way, 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 way back. Is he from L.A.? Yes, he's from LA. I want to say he's from Long Beach. I uh, think so. Some I believe some in he's the from SoCal Long Beach. Um, area. But yeah, he's he's just like mind blowing when I worked with him for the first time because I remember the first time. So the first time I worked with Gabriel, I did um, Stand Up Revolution mm-hmm. on Comedy Central, and I'll tell you two quick stories about that because the first one is I so I do this show. This is my first time meeting Gabriel. Right, mm-hmm. I go and we're in Ontario, California, at the Improv. And it's one of my favorite clubs out there. It's such a fun club, such a fun area. So I was glad they were filming there because I had been there before. And so um, I'm in the green room just chilling, right, waiting for my going over my set list. I look mad cute, too. <laughs> and so I was like, my hair was all straight, and I had one of those cute little, Ow. I had a nice little, mm, <laughs> like a little body con joint on. It was nice. And I was looking right. And so I'm chilling in the green room, and Gabriel comes in, right? And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, my God, that's Gabriel. Is he tall? Yes. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, like, taller than like, me, but that don't say much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's we're definitely tall. I want to say he's, like, six feet. I okay. want to say, if not, like, 5'11", maybe. That's pretty tall. You're, like, six feet, right? Yeah, that's tall. That's pretty tall, right? Mexican. That's tall. Mexican. So, um, I, he walks into the green room, and he shakes my hand, and <laughs> sorry, he's like, sorry. it's so nice to meet you. Thank, for doing the sh- thank you for doing the show. And I was like, thank you so much for having nice. me. This is so exciting. I really appreciate you putting me on the show. And then there's, like, this long pause. Okay. And he looks at me and he's like, I have to change. <laughs> like and I went, 
oh, this is your green room. <laughs> I thought I was in a community green room <laughs> and I was chilling in Gabe's green room. And I was like, they got the food. Duh. Yo, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye, sir. So sorry. Meanwhile, they had a, probably a whole spread. I know, like, and I didn't even. I'm like grabbing shit, all like, the. Free, I'm like, ooh, these crackers are really nice. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. So that was the first story. Then, af- so after that taping, like after the show wrapped, every he had an after party, and like, like I'm not a social person. People always are like, how is it that you work in comedy and you're not social? I just don't. I don't go to parties. I don't go to bars. I don't go to parades. I don't like being around a lot of people. And so I was like, oh, man, I got to go to this after party. And I don't really do that. But I had made friends with the band and everybody that was there. So at least I had people to chill with, mm-hmm. right? So I'm sitting there, and I ordered my little pizza, a little personal pizza. <laughs> okay. And, like, you know, my social meter ran out. So I was like, I'm done being social. So <laughs> I'm, social I'm meter. Leader. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was like, like done. It was like, as soon as I finished the pizza, I'm out. Yeah, I was like, I'm going <laughs> to eat this pizza. I'm going to laugh with y'all. And then I'm out. So I bounced, right? But I like I didn't pay my bill. Oh, so like I called the restaurant. I go, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I left and I didn't even pay the bill. And they were like, uh, Gabriel covered everything. And I was like, what oh, that's what rich people do. <laughs> <laughs> what She's a like, guy. damn! I knew I should have got people. some wings on the side. <laughs> I should have got a to-go order <laughs> or something. But I was like, damn! I was really like. So I felt so bad, and I called the restaurant. I was I was almost like crying. I felt I was like I'm so unprofessional. Now Gabe's gonna have to pay my bill, and it's gonna look so bad. And I called the rest. They were like, No, girl, you paid for everybody. Like everybody ate. Like, well, can, can you guys send something to my house? Yeah. Then? Oh, by the way, I didn't get my to go order. Like <laughs> I had ordered something that never came to the table. Kind of that never came to the table. You know the uh, sixteen ounce ribeye. Yeah, and, and Gabe said he was gonna cover that too. <laughs> That's dope. Y'all should just send it to me. But that was like, I was like, wow. But he does that so much. Like, even we were on tour, like, and we would all go out to lunch or all go out to dinner. Like, he always would take care of the bill. And I'm I'm always that person that, like, when I reach for my wallet, like, I'm dead serious about reaching for my wallet. I'm not like, (laughs) I'm paying. Like, I'm like, no, I've literally calculated how much this meal I just ordered is in my (laughs) head. And I'm about to pay for my meal. (laughs) So every time I was just like, oh, I was just real appreciative because you just, I don't think he gets enough appreciation for just how generous he is. Yo, big ups. Shout out to uh, great Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, shout out to the fluffy man himself. All right, Mount Rushmore of stand-ups. Yes. Go. Oh, man. Okay, George Carlin, without a doubt. Bill Hicks. Mm. Uh, Richard Pryor. Mm. Mm. Female, female. Joan Rivers. Mm. Easy peasy. The Joan Rivers? Joan Rivers. I didn't know she was a comedian. Hell yeah. yeah. She was a trailblazer. you think she was comedian. famous for? <laughs> for what, I see her on TV doing whatever the fuck she That's does. That's so funny. Like, there is like a generation of people that don't recognize how much Joan changed the game. Because she was that first ballsy female comic on TV to be shitting on dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, she was really the first. Like, she you like watch her comedy. I mean, yeah. she used to Super host real. for, um, what's the Tonight Show guy's name, the famous one? Not Fallon. Jimmy Fallon? No, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. She used to host for, like, Johnny didn't let nobody host. But he let her host. And then they had, like, a little feud or something. Like, if you watch, there's, like, a, a whole story about the two of them that you could easily Google mm. that, like, after a while, I guess they had a falling out for some reason. I think it was because she was offered her own show mm. or something That's like that. That happens every time. And I think he was being a little bit of a hater. Oh, look. But I don't want to speak on something that I don't Play remember. Allegedly. Allegedly hating. Allegedly. allegedly. He was allegedly hating from what I recall from the story. But don't quote me on that because <laughs> I 90% of the time We're gonna I don't redact know what I'm that. talking about. We're redacting. <laughs> but I know there was beef between the two of them after a while. But she was really, like, she was really changing the game mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So Joan definitely deserves to be up there. Do you have an ask? Nice. Do you have... Uh, Top five arenas, maybe stadiums you want to perform at? Um, probably okay. top five that I I mean, I don't know that I want to perform at them by myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> but five that I've performed I've been lucky enough to perform at with Gabe. I could give you like I don't even know if I can name the ones that all of the ones. Um the Dallas 
We did the Dallas American Airlines uh, arena. Very that cool. That was mm-hmm. crazy. We did the Staples Center in Los Angeles. All right. That was insane. And I would have done, this was such a bummer, I would have done Madison Square Garden with Gabe, and it would have meant so much to me to do MSG, but I was actually already on the road. Damn. And that's the Sophie's choice you have to make. It's like I could cancel my own road work, which was for the progression of my career, Mm -hmm. or I can, like, you know, do my thing and then miss out on this dope Hey, they said it always Fill comes a, back. Fill yep. a bucket yeah. list. Sorry, my best friend mm-hmm. is calling me, so I'm gonna text him. My best friend. It, wow. It always comes back. Um, did you write your own IMDb? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I had my manager do it because I I suck at talking about myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just put whatever information they need. Like, <laughs> what do they need to know? Just put it up there. And people were like, you don't have a picture on IMDb. That's so and funny I was like, all right, you're like here's selfie. That's so I was, it's like I was me just eating a torta or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I, they're like, wow, what she really like how serious I am. My picture still has the question mark on oh, it. Yeah? I haven't been able to put and a picture up yet. What did it say? I forgot what it was, what website it was, but it was like, uh, who is Gina Brion? So they give like a little sentence about you. When is her birthday? April seventh, right? Yeah. What is her sign? Aries. I was like, all right. They were like, how many kids she has? Like one. And they, God was, like, Quick little questions. Stalked me. And then it says something like whatever the question was. It says updating. Didn't have the answer to it yet. Oh. Like two questions. We're not. We're not. What are they updating? We're not updating. What are they updating? Who's being updated? So who's yeah. who's the most but famous so comic you've ever met besides Gabriel Iglesias? George. Oh, you, I worked with George. George. So, um, oh, this is an AGT story. Okay, so <clears throat> let me sit in my chair proper. <laughs> I did my little shimmy over to the <laughs> microphone. So um, during the last couple weeks of AGT, I don't know if I can even say this. Oh, well, I already said it. Um, we're, we're redacted. I ain't paying my bills. We, we're so redacted. We're redacted. We're redacted. <laughs> Just treat me like Amber Heard. Um, <laughs> my, my dog stepped on a bee. Uh, so... I was so the last couple of weeks on AGT, they were pairing people with celebrities, right? So like, um, at first they had me working with Josh Blue, okay. and we were gonna do this thing together and work with some of the past winners. So then they decided Josh would do that by himself, and I was kind of in limbo, and I was getting real frustrated. I was getting real angry because I was like, Yo, who am I gonna work with? Like, y'all need to stop playing with me. I feel like everybody else got paired with somebody, mm-hmm. and it was me and like one or two other people, people of color, who didn't get <laughs> who didn't get matched with people yet. So I was like, what the hell is going on? And so, okay. And so, <laughs> subliminal messages. <laughs> so at first they wanted me to work with Gabe, but uh-huh. Gabe was in Las Vegas. And they were like, oh, we'll fly you over there and he'll bring you on stage and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my son is here. Mm. you're just gonna fly me to vegas like i don't have a fan like my son is here my husband's here like i'm not gonna t- just take a day trip to vegas so gabe can just bring me on stage and even gabe was like i'll do it because it's you but like it seems kind of ridiculous for them to fly you out here to do that plus i've been on tour with gabriel i know his schedule is packed mm-hmm. i'm like i'm not gonna ask you to do this when there we're in los angeles you can't find another famous latino to work with me and so then they brought up Angela Johnson's name and people were trying to reach out to Angela Johnson and Angela was willing to do it. But by the time she got back to me, they had already the whole conversation about George was so funny because I was on the phone frustrated and mad and I don't work well with others when I'm mad. And so mm-hmm. I was <laughs> I was very like I was fighting back every urge to just just go off very New York Bronx like <laughs> just on these people. And I was like, like this got- is where code switching comes into play where it's like I really need to code switch right now <laughs> because it's going to get ugly if I don't. And my manager knows it like she can hear the tone of my voice. Mm-hmm. She can hear the anger in my voice. Like, so yo, dead ass, you better fucking yeah. find me somebody. We're going to turn God, the fuck son, up. <laughs> I better have somebody by tomorrow. Oh, God. I swear oh, God. to God. Matter of fact, yo, I'm going to call you back. <laughs> Matter of fact, I just called Jennifer Lopez yeah. myself. <laughs> and so I was talking to the, the producer and we were on the phone and I was just like, has anybody contacted George Lopez? Literally almost as a joke. Like, y'all just want a famous Latino. So, like, has anybody reached out to George Lopez? Damn, the famous Latino? The famous Latino, the one what? that inspired me to be a comic in so many ways, just like Brett did. And so I was like... 
I was like, yeah, just she was like, oh, well, we'll reach out to George. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then that day I told my manager, I was like, I don't want to be bothered by nobody. I turned off my phone. I said, I'm taking, I literally told this, and that this is a statement that everybody needs to get comfortable with. I told my manager, I said, I'm taking a mental health day because y'all are driving me crazy. I said, I'm done. I literally, I went to a spa Mm. and I hid out for a couple of hours because I was so frustrated with everything. And like, that sounds mad bougie, but like it was- Nah, yo, it be like that. Let me just explain. I paid for the cheapest package. So- (laughs) I was like, because they still let you stay there all day if you pay for the cheapest package. So I was like, yo, I'm just going to get like one massage. And then they're like, yeah, you're free to use the facilities. I am. And so I was chilling and I get a text message from my manager that's like, I know you took a a mental health day. I respect it. But please call me. And I was like, okay. She was like, they reached out to George and he said yes. And That's I was so like, dope. wow. So then I call her when I get out the spot. Cause of course, after that, I was like, let me go and let me just get ready to go, go see what's going on. And so I was like, all, I all, I just melted. Cause I was like, this is somebody like I consider one of my comedy idols. Like <clears throat> this to me was, would have been like meeting George Carlin. Like I'm like, this man is a legend. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so like nervous to even find out. So I call my manager and she's like, yeah, they spoke to George. He said he's willing to do it. You you know, you'll be on a phone call tomorrow to That's discuss the creative, right? Wow. So, so cool. I'm in the makeup chair the next day at AGT and my phone rings and I'm expecting it to be like a team of people or George's assistant. He's like, hey, this is George. And I was like, huh? and you know that voice. <laughs> and so hey, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, hi, this is Gina. He was like, I know, I called you. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I know who I called. (laughs) So we start talking. I throw out my whack idea because I was like, I didn't know what to say. So I just threw the first whack thing that came to my mind. We we should do the jumping intro you do on the George (laughs) Lopez show. (laughs) I was like, we should do something like this. And he was like, no. (laughs) He was like, no, you're going to shave my head. And I went, what? What? And he was like, you're going to shave my head. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, everybody's talking about my hair right now. The clip will go viral. It's great. Like, you'll shave my head, right? Mm. So then we get off the phone. This man did not ask me if I ever used clippers before. <laughs> this man, I had never care. used him in my life. He, he assumed you knew because you were from the Bronx. Exactly. Bronx. He's like, yeah. she's clearly owned a barbershop at some point. <laughs> and so. What's the last name? <laughs> <laughs> number one or two. We own barber. Yeah, I've been there. We own number two. Yeah, the one over there. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to the, so the guy that does the hair for AGT, this really f- sweet dude named Ryan, like funny and, and just real sarcastic, like my vibe totally, like real sarcastic, whatever. He's like, he wants you to shave his head. And I was like, Ryan, I've never used clippers in my life. He was like, okay, don't worry. I'm going to show you how to use them. You know, and he's just, so he showed me the clippers. And he was like, he said, we're going to put a guard on it. I didn't know how much of a difference putting a guard on a pair of clippers made. So I was like, okay, yeah, put all the safety stuff on that that you can. <laughs> so when I rehearsed it with George his hair had like product in it so it was like kind of sticky so i was i said to them you know i just want to make sure it doesn't pull his hair when i'm putting it through his hair and he said don't worry about it like his hair will be clean and washed whatever he might have some product but with the guard you can go slower you'll just go slower and take your time with it he didn't have no kind of product in his hair so i put if you watch the clip i put the the uh, clippers to his head and it moves back so fast. It was like, like Like, you see my face just like, and then he has so much damn hair. It didn't even look like it looked like it was growing as I was cutting it. And so people were like, did you really cut his hair? I'm like, yeah, that's he really like, I really shaved his head on America's Got Talent. And then like, I think a week later he reached out. So I could come out to Colorado and do some shows with him. Nice. And it was it was an experience wow. I will always cherish because we got to sit down and just talk about so much. And again, just like with Gabriel, I was so surprised with the humility. And That's the like so Well when you do instead of like we mentioned earlier, like you're all out there. Like yeah. everybody knows or not. But then here you are telling your story, trying to catch the attention, trying to relate, trying yeah. to do this, you know. And that is that is a very humbling and vulnerable experience, like podcasting. Yeah, like we dead ass put our feelings and personal stuff out there, and whether these people relate or think it's funny, no, I think it's you know, shit is dope. Yeah, it is. That's why I like I do like 
podcasting in general. Like I'm a fan of it because I do feel like it's, it really is. I think the next level of radio. Like well, if you used Absolutely. to love radio, mm-hmm. then yeah, you'll get is, into yeah. podcasting because yeah, it's, it's, it is the upgrade from that. Like, sorry, radio people. Sorry. I respect it, but like it is the upgrade because it is everywhere easily accessible. And there's mm-hmm. so many different diverse podcasts for you to choose from. Absolutely. There's something for everybody out there. Yeah. Just like our audience who listens to the Saturday Forget It podcast. <laughs> you already know what it is. You already know what time it is. <laughs> Gina, thank you so very much. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming out, telling these stories, I showing had a great love. Time. Will you be sticking around for the second episode? I mean, I mean, you're already here, so you're already here. Might I'm as well here. So we'll, does that no, get us? We'll, we'll know. I lock the door. <laughs> Hold on. Wow. Hold on. This is the test. This is the test part. Because if you remember earlier yep. in the episode, she said. If she doesn't like something, the vibe, she'll just leave. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not on episode two. We, y'all know why. <laughs> and Rob's not punching his face. <laughs> <laughs> and I punch you with your face. Word. Rob's talking with a lisp. We know <laughs> that's his second reason why. Because then there's no cameras. But yes, check us out. Set us and forget is anchor.fm forward slash sci fi S I A F five. You can catch us on Instagram, set it and forget it, all one word, S-A-I-D-I-T. You would have thought that was taken. I thought it was. Lucky us. <laughs> you already know. Check us out every Wednesday and Friday for that new flavor in your ear. I've been your host with the mostest. That's been Nano. That's Jen. Hey. That's David. Hey. And this is Gina Brio. I watch a lot of wrestling. Yeah, you do. I can tell. That was very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace out, y'all. Peace out, everybody.